everybody. Welcome to the Browns cast. I'm your host, Cogs. What a season for the Cleveland Browns. Who would have thought with all the trials and tribulations that we went through that we would finish 11 and 6. 11 and 6. Second in the AFC North. What teams have better records across the National Football League than the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens? Obviously, in the AFC North, of course, that would happen. Nobody in the AFC East, nobody in the AFC South, nobody in the AFC West, the Dallas Cowboys, the Detroit Lions, nobody in the NFC South, and the San Francisco 49ers. Those are the only teams that have better records than the Cleveland Browns. Absolutely unbelievable. What a season. Eight and one at home. Eight and one at home. The only other team to have eight wins? Dallas, who went eight and oh at home. We were eight and one. If we would have won nine, we would have the best, the the best home record, the most amount of wins at home in the history of the NFL. Eight and one, though. We tied it. Eight. That is unbelievable. Five different quarterbacks. Five different quarterbacks. You gotta call you gotta count Jeff Driscoll. You know, he did start. He might even be the backup for the playoffs. So we always do raw dog of the week. And we give it to the best performer on the Cleveland Browns without any bias. No, we don't, you know, we don't lean towards the offense, even such teams. We just go with the best player that helped that to help the Brownies win, or if they lost, to come close to winning that week. Well, now it's time to do a raw dog of the season. And I think you know who the raw dog of the season is. Because I don't understand how you can even argue that he is not the raw dog of the season. I think it is unquestionable that the greatest coach this football season and coach of the year, who should win coach of the year, the one and only. Kevin Stefanski. So many people in Cleveland wanted him fired. They wanted us to can him at the beginning of the year, even before the year started. And what he has done with all these injuries, with double-digit starters on the IR, a quarter of the salary cap on the IR, losing your left tackle, losing your right tackle, losing your quarterback, losing your running back. Uh, And then even if you just talk about people who have been hurt throughout the season, Ethan got hurt. Or center got hurt. Uh, Ford got hurt one week. Cooper got hurt. Uh, Denzel was out. Uh, Delpit's out. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's ab- uh, Newsom was out. I mean, so many people were out. It's absolutely insane. Insane. I mean, Miles Garrett even got hurt. And let's be honest, since he got hurt, he hasn't been as absolutely dominant as he was before. I mean, absolutely on a tear, like historic season. So I think we're going to find out after the season that he's been playing with some like muscle tear or something. And he's been like half strength still probably defensively the year top three for sure. But I mean, he was on such a tear and then he got hurt and he hasn't been the exact same. He's still been dominant. Don't get me wrong, but he was beyond dominant. He was probably having potentially the best season ever for a D end. And he's been a little something. I think we're going to find out after the season 
that he has some sort of injury that is worse than we know. I also think the injury with Amari Cooper with his heel might be worse than we think. That's a big concern of mine. I am concerned that he's not going to be able to run full speed against Houston. Now, listen, I hope they juice him up, do whatever we got to do, but it's definitely a concern of mine. I think it's a much worse injury than they're letting on. I really, really do. We'll see what happens, but I'm nervous. And Dustin Hopkins, absolutely incredible. Why? Why? Please explain this to me. When you have the number one defense in the NFL, you have the best defense in the NFL. That means you want your defense out there to stop the other team's offense because you're the, you have the best team, in the best defense in the NFL. Why would you not have your kicker kick a touchback every single play because it's harder to score on your defense than it is on your special teams, right? You want to allow the least amount of points possible, and that means putting your defense out there. That they have a greater probability of scoring on special teams than defense. And you kick it short on special teams. Yeah, you can get a fumble and things can happen, but you can let up a big score or you can let a breakaway run and then Dustin Hopkins gets hurt and now he's not available for the first game of the playoffs. Eight of eight from 50 plus yards. Big, big miss. Stupid coaching decision. Don't understand it. When you have the best team in the NFL, you touch back, you kick it out of the end zone 100% of the time, period. Now, I know we got some fumbles on some of those kickoffs. That were important, but you you do a touchback every single play if you have the best defense in the NFL, which we do. Jim Schwartz, absolute game changer. What a turnaround. Phenomenal. Bill Callahan with the offensive line with two backup tackles, injuries in and out. Absolutely stellar, stellar coaching performance this year by Bill Callahan. But Kevin Stefanski, to keep all of those parts together, to keep the locker room together, to go 1-0 every week, except this last week that didn't really count against Cincinnati, together to go 11-6. and six. Really, if we had to play, would have went 12-5. and 12-5. and five. That's insane. 12-5. and five. And the only team we really don't have a better record than is the Ravens, who are in our division, of course. And then Flacco comes off the couch and tears it up and has his best, like, three-game stretch in his... A hundred and ten year career. I mean, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? D'Amico Ryan's with C.J. Stroud, unbelievable. Worst to first with their division. C.J. Stroud, a phenom. What twenty three touchdowns, five picks. I mean, phenom. I mean, those are man. I haven't seen rookie numbers like that ever. To be honest, ever. I mean, that is all time, possibly the greatest, greatest uh, rookie performance by quarterback I've ever seen. I mean, 23 and five. Are you joking? And he didn't play a couple games. If he played those games, he would have been the MVP of the league. I mean, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And they won their division. And they won their division because Jacksonville couldn't, couldn't cut it. They couldn't get the win when they needed it most, which is crazy because Trevor Lawrence is a natural born winner. That guy, not to get off topic here, but Trevor Lawrence won every game he started in high school. I think he was like 45 now. Then he played as a true freshman at Clemson and won every single game and won the national championship. So after his first year of college and all four years in high school, he didn't lose a game. Then he started his sophomore year at Clemson, went the whole season and didn't lose a game. He did not experience a loss as a football player until his sophomore season in the last game of the season, a.k.a the national championship that he made again and lost to Bama. 
That was his first loss as a player ever in his whole life. <laughs> and then he went on to, to come back again and have one loss. So he had like two losses in uh, like seven years. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? His first loss was the champ national championship in his sophomore year. I mean, that's unbelievable. After winning in his freshman year, it's crazy. So he just got that winning factor. And But in the NFL, in the pros, it's different. It's not the same. Everybody's great. Anybody can make plays. Anyone can win if they want it bad enough. And the Titans wanted it bad enough. And they shut him down and ruined their season. And what does Vrabel get for that? He gets fired. But out of all of this adversity that many teams experience, Trevor Lawrence with his injuries, and that probably played a role, nobody suffered more from injuries, from adversity, from all sorts of issues regularly throughout the season and early on in the season than the Cleveland Browns. And Kevin Stefanski held that team together, went and took the Browns to the playoffs with an 11-6 and record when everyone counted us out. And how he is not coach of the year, I will never understand. So he must be coach of the year. That is absolutely ridiculous. Four different quarterbacks, really five. Unbelievable. And like they all have wins almost. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. So Kevin Savansky, congratulations on being Raw Dog of the Year. All right. So now I want to look a little, we're going to do some more preview. We're going to do another podcast where we can do like a really in-depth preview of the Houston Browns game where the Browns are currently favored by two and a half points away at Houston. The very first game of the wild card weekend. How exciting is that baby Saturday afternoon? We don't have to wait. We just watch them bang, bang, boom. And if we can win, we're going the divisional round, baby. And most likely, <laughs> most likely. Joe Flacco, if we can win, is going to go to Baltimore to try and take on the Ravens to go to the AFC Championship, which I know you didn't forget, because we surely didn't, that on this podcast, the very first podcast of the Browns cast, what did we predict for the Browns? When everyone else was saying, ah, you know, maybe, you know, we'll probably have a losing season. What did we predict on this show? AFC Championship. AFC championship was predicted on this podcast never forget who told you the truth now we do predict a loss in the AFC championship but that's okay that's a successful season so can we beat houston 100 percent. in fact playing houston's an interesting one we have a lot of vets we have veteran coaches like schwartz who was a defensive coordinator on a super Bowl winning team with the eagles who also had a backup quarterback, not a four-string quarterback, but a backup quarterback with Nick Foles and went all the way and had a just stellar defensive performance. And, um, you know, Bill Callahan is a veteran. Like, we just got players and uh, coaches that have won. And Texans are like, they have a bright future. They're young. They're up and coming. They're going to be around many, many, many years. But this is a game, first game of the playoffs, first game for a rookie quarterback who's still incredible, playing vets. For some reason, the vets win that first one. Like, it's just not time yet, you know? Like, Patrick Mahomes goes and plays Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, right? Patrick Mahomes. Unbelievable, right? Get smoked by Tom Brady. Smoked by Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And that was Tom Brady's last one. You know, it's almost like the vets get the youngins one last time, and then 
those youngins take off for many, many years. This is the year that those youngins, the Houston Texans, get put in their place. And then next year, the year after they come back and they go to the AFC Championship for like 10 years. And that's probably going to happen. But this year, they're going to experience the playoffs with a loss. That's just what makes sense to me. It always works that way. It's just not their time. They have many exciting future seasons to look forward to. They're going to be in the Super Bowl hunt for years. Years. I mean, years starting next year. And that's exciting. But this year and what the Cleveland Browns have been through, they want it more. They are just more hungry. A lot of them have limited time in the league. They know this is it for a lot of them. All right? They need the win now. Houston's excited. They're young. They just beat the Colts in a great game. Yeah, yeah. But they don't know. They don't appreciate it yet because they're taking the league for granted. I mean, CJ Stroud's a rookie. So this is the game where Joe Flacco knows this is it, baby. This is his last chance to really get to a Super Bowl and win it. This is his last chance. Miles Garrett knows this is his chance to separate himself and be historic. If Miles Garrett goes nuts in these in this postseason, somehow, if he just wakes up from his injury and goes berserk, like best defensive end performance in the history of a playoff run, that's it. Like it's over. And we win the Super Bowl. It's over. His legacy, boom, done. First battle of Hall of Fame, called a ball game. Now, an important part of the of the puzzle, piece of the puzzle here is. The Texans are actually very good against the run. I think they have, they allow 3.3 yards of carry to opposing running backs. 3.3, which I think is the best in the NFL. Maybe that's just for the second half of the season. But they've been extremely well as of late of stopping the run. And in this particular game, I do think it's going to come down to if the Browns' run game is able to get going and is successful. If the Browns can run against the Texans, they will win this game. If the Texans are able to stop forward and stop the run game, the Browns could be in trouble. Flacco could still pull it off, but it's all coming down to the Browns' run game. That will be the differentiator between a win and a loss. Not talking about the Texans' run game or how C.J. Stroud is. Literally, the difference will be if the Browns get 150 yards rushing like as a team and just pound it down their throat. If they could do that, they're going to win this game. Now, can they do it? with their backup tackles, their disheveled offensive line against Will Anderson Jr. and all that. Can we do it? I think we can. And I think it's going to happen. But in the same sense, they need to protect Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco cannot get hit. Now, he could be sacked once, but it can't be like a Deshaun Watson, like three-sack day or scrambling out of the pocket. You need to get Joe time. If Joe has time and we run the ball, we're going to win. I don't care how our defense plays. I don't care about anything else in the game. Offensive line plays well, meaning they have a successful running day or allow for a successful running day. And Joe Flacco to at least have a chance to pick apart their defense, we win. It comes down to the Browns' offensive line. I think the defense will do what they need to do. They might let up some big plays, but I think they'll do enough. I think they're gonna. I think Schwartz will trick C.J. Stroud in this playoff scenario. He's gonna. Stroud is gonna play. Schwartz is gonna show him disguises that he's never seen before. I think that's what's gonna happen. It's going to be a whole new type of defense, Stroud. As great as he is, it's a playoff game. His very first one in the NFL. It's just going to be different. It's going to be different. So I think Schwartz is going to come up with a game plan that's going to make Stroud do something unusual, like throw two picks. I mean, maybe he gets three touchdowns also, but he's going to throw like two picks. 
Now, does that mean Flacco's going to throw a pick? Yeah, probably. I mean, I think he's probably going to. It's amazing. Uh, you can actually bet on Flacco over a half a pick, but I think it's minus 155. But that's probably a pretty good one. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love the line either. Brown's minus two and a half, but it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But we are going to pick the Brownies. And again, we're going to go more in depth tomorrow or the next day on the matchup. Key players to look after. Uh, potential play calling strategies um, and really dive into the stats. So we know what's going on, but today's podcast was to celebrate the Cleveland Browns on a very successful 2023, 2024 season, an outstanding coaching performance by Kevin Stefanski. Outstanding. I, it's hard to put into words how incredible coach Stefanski did this year. And if he can win a couple playoff games, he is that means he's the coach of the brownies for the you know for as long as he wants to be successful man i mean there's no doubt about it he earned it they gotta win a couple playoff games if we go to the afc championship and lose as predicted on this podcast absolute success now we want to win the super bowl we are for winning the super bowl but we're realists we're unbiased even though we root for the browns we are unbiased on the browns cast and that's why we say they're going to the AFC Championship and no further. It's just not their year for the Super Bowl. But maybe it is because this season has been so crazy. I can see this being an incredible story on the, like a documentary, how they do America's Game, one of the best shows ever, where they document all the Super Bowl winners and people tell the stories and they go throughout the season, how crazy that season was, all the way to winning a title. I can see the Browns having that episode this year, being told by Miles Garrett, Joe Flacco, and uh, uh, Jim Schwartz. <laughs> or uh and uh jok or something like that and uh i could just see them putting together an incredible storyline for for the history books and and the lombardi trophy coming to cleveland ohio to lake erie baby so we'll dive into the details kevin stefanski congratulations on being raw dog of the year hopefully coach of the year um thank you for sticking with the browns cast throughout this season we're going to be here for many, many years to come, but we are going to document this playoff run like no one ever has. This is just game one on Saturday, just game one. So buckle up. We're going to be prepared. You're going to be prepared. You're going to know exactly what to look for in the, in the coming days. So stay tuned to future episodes of the Browns cast. I'm your host, Cogs. And from everyone in Cleveland, Ohio, dog pound. Oh, 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 oh.